You know, but in Ephesians it talks about the fivefold ministry, and it talks about the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, and what is the last one? Evangelist. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's something you, it's important we understand in terms of these things is that uh, a pastor is speaking of the pastor is like represents the people before God. But where a prophet speaks on behalf of God to the church. Okay? And um, it's very important we understand is that we can't just feed off one. Do you understand? You can't just listen to a pastor. Uh, you can't just listen to a prophet. You can't just listen to a teacher. And you can't just listen to an evangelist. It's, it is the combination of the five that makes you and I able to what the Bible talks about, uh, food from the Word of God. Okay? If you only hear a pastor speaking, you will end up becoming weak. Okay? If you only hear a prophet speak, you will end up getting destroyed. Do you understand that? And, but it's like in the combination of the five, we real, the, that we get the full image of who God is. It's like the five fingers produce a hand, and the hand feeds your body. Amen. Unless you are a dog. <laughs> okay, they put their face into the food. Okay, and uh, I believe that there are certain things that I want to share that because they, they, that is very important because of one of the things that uh, I think that in that what can I say is like. In our culture, it's like God has become an option. Uh, you understand that? Like, if I don't do what the Bible says, God understands. Or, you know, I don't really feel like doing this today because something else is coming up. And we have to understand is that, yes, God is your father, but he's also your God. And it's like, it's in the suspension of the true truth you find the relationship. It's just like a parent who always gives in to the child. That's not love. Do, do you understand that? You know, like I heard there's a Chinese proverb that says, if you want to kill your ch child, spoil them. Okay? Of course, that's very simplified. But, but the thing is that you have to understand there's a, there's a balance. You can't always tell off the kids... But at the same time, you can't always just give them what they want or let them control you. Yeah. Amen? Because children don't have the wisdom to be in charge. Do you understand that? But why, why, why not? Because they still haven't lived that long yet. You know, there are certain things you can only, you can only get by age. Mm. You know, no, no matter how much faith you have, you can't stand in faith and say, God, I want to have the wisdom of an 80-year-old. You will get it one day, but it won't come instantly. And the same thing is but with God, we have to understand is that uh, Christianity of our faith, if it's going to work, we need to put God in the center. Yeah. No, like where we say, like Jesus says, not my will, but yours. Amen? And, and, and that must be the foundation for our relationship with, with our Heavenly Father. That 
not my will, but yours. And when we, when we have that foundation, now we can move into the other things. And, um, and like I, I just heard this thing in my heart that, that it says that, you know, that one of the things we have to understand is that what we do, if we don't do things in a consistent way, even the good we do won't bear fruit. Did you understand that? You know, like, even if we are not consistent, even the good we do won't bear fruit. Just like if you want to be fit and you go to the gym once, it's good you went, okay? But doing it once won't make you fit. It's about doing it consistently. So it's, it's the same thing with the Word of God. Is that, you know, like doing a biblical thing once it's good that you do it once, it's better than not doing it, but if you want it to bear fruit, you need to do it consistently. Amen? Amen? You know, like if you read in, uh, in the Amplified version of the Bible, is uh, like where it says knock, it actually says knock and keep knocking. Yeah. Ask and keep asking. And it's like, that, but it's like in the West, because we have, a, we, have a, we have got this image of that God understands. But I'm telling you, if you read the Word of God, you will find that God is the most intolerant person in the world. He says, there's only one way to heaven, through Jesus. Okay? <laughs> he says, if you, if you have resentment in your heart, forgive. Yeah. You might say, God, but please understand. And, and, and so, so in, the, in, in, in terms of the Word of God, it's basically, it's God's way, and there's no other way. Jesus says, I am the way. He didn't say, I am one of the ways. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a part of the truth. He said, I am the truth. And then he said, no one comes to the Father apart from through me. You know, that's very, like, you'll think, that's very, uh, very, very strange. Do you know that people who say that it all leads to the same way, it sounds really good in our human reasoning, but you know what they're saying in making that statement? They're saying that God is an awful God. Because if there's other ways than Jesus, God is the most terrible father putting Jesus through what he put him through. If there was another way. So when we say, no, but it's not Jesus, it's not just the only way. No, what we're saying is that God is really terrible. Because if there's other ways, why would he torture and make his son be exposed to that kind of punishment? Okay? So, but it sounds very loving to say, for the Hindus, and oh, they're not Christians, but they go to heaven too. No, there's only one way. Amen? And so what we only do once, even if it's good, it won't bear fruit. And the same thing is, but like when we, when the Bible talks about today is the day of salvation. It doesn't say once, no, today. And every day we have to say yes to Jesus. Yeah. Every day we have to say, yes, today I will follow you. Today I will uh, be led by you. In, uh, yeah, I, I was led yesterday and that was wonderful. But we cannot live on what happened yesterday. Yeah. We have to live on what happens today. Amen. We 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 are not uh, like uh, uh, we can't live on yesterday's manner. 
and, and the church denominations are notorious for that. The first church I came into uh, when, I, when I got saved, they were still talking about what God did 80 years ago. These were wonderful stories where, oh, in the good old days, where we did this and we did that and in the good old days, but it was 80 years since it happened. And the thing was that you, if we don't have a word from God today, you cannot live. Because you can't feed off yesterday's manner. Yeah. Amen? And, uh, and so, so we must be consistent. And I, I, I just found this uh, old um, Sunday school passage, Matthew 7, is about building the house on the rock. And uh, I think that we as people, like, it, 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 uh, many years ago God said to me about that peacetime, in the time of peace, this is the time to mobilize, or this is the time to build. <coughs> Do you understand that? Uh, what I mean by that is, like, uh, when you start studying healing, it shouldn't really be when you are ill. You should do it when you are healthy. That's when you should start study healing. Because of, I don't know if you ever try to read the healing scriptures when you are in pain. It's, it's difficult to absorb faith from it. You know, like what, what, what God wants us to do in peacetime, build a foundation inside of your heart so it's there already. Amen. So that when it's needed, it's there. No, you don't need to go and look for it. No, now you already know it's a part of who you are that by his stripes you have been healed. Amen? That Jesus healed them all. Anyone who came to me, that this is the foundation inside of you but, not, but don't start building it when you are ill. Because it's very, very difficult to have faith. To mix faith with that. The same thing about, don't start studying about prosperity when you are in dire strait. You know, we really, the bills, uh, it's difficult to hear God. And, and this is what uh, Matthew 7 talks about, about the two houses that is built. And it says here, therefore, whosoever heareth, do you like, I, I like that when, 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 when God, the word of God says that God is no respecter of people, he says, here he says, whosoever, which means it's open for anyone who will apply it. It's not because of where you're coming from, oh, it won't work in Africa, it won't work in Asia, it, won't, it will not, you know. no, it's the Bible says, whosoever. I heard so many times with tithing and all these things doesn't work in the third world, that's not true. It works everywhere. Amen? So, so therefore, whosoever heareth thee saying, and I, I was told many years ago, but every time uh, I read in the Bible, it said, whosoever, I should put the name, my name, there. Okay? So when I, when, when I hear the sayings, what sayings? The sayings of Jesus. Not folk tales, not human reasoning, not uh, uh, cultural uh, wisdom, no. When we hear the sayings of Jesus, whoever hears the sayings of Jesus. And now, hearing is a good beginning. But hearing without doing becomes useless. Okay? These sayings of mine, he says, and, and now I'm not a British scholar, but and means probably the same as it does in, English, in Danish, that it's connected. Amen? So, so he says, 
Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth or does them. Meaning, whosoever who hear and do what he hears. Whosoever hears what Jesus is saying and doing it. When Jesus said, I will liken him unto a wise man. Do you know, a wise man, wisdom is not the same as information. Wisdom is not the same as intelligence. Did you understand that? Uh, you can meet many intelligent people, but they're not wise. Like, I, I, you know, if, you, if, you do, if you've never seen one, go to a university, you'll see a lot of intelligent people, but they're not wise. You know, you can have people who are, their, their IQ is so high, but they have no wisdom. How do I know? Because they come in different socks, or the, the lunch is on the shirt, and, and the hair is like they put it in, the two fingers into the plug. Or, you remember the physics experiments? You never did these physics experiments. Where you have to put your hand on this electric, when your hair stands out like this. You never done that. My favorite experiment was uh, in uh, we had to fry sausages, like putting two electrical things in each, and the one in each, and when the electricity cooked the sausage, it was really good. That was the best lesson I had. But but the thing is, intelligence and wisdom is not the same thing. Wisdom is to know how to apply your knowledge. Amen? And uh, so, so he said, he, he will, Jesus says, I will, the man who do hear and do, I will liken him unto a wise man. Now he explains the wise man, which built. Now, the, the, the word build is very important, it, it connected to what I started out with. But when you're building something, it talks about consistency. Yeah. Do you know, if you build a house... You don't just put one brick down and then you say, now I got a house. No, you got a brick. But build talks about a process. If you want to build a reputation, do you know how we get a reputation? It's by what we repeatedly do. What we do repeatedly will build our reputation, good or bad. Amen? So, So he says, I will liken him to someone who which build, build, so the consistency is that we must build. But many of us in our culture, we find it, we, we, we find it difficult to focus. So we get very quickly bored. Yeah. Like, remember how many of us, unless we go to the cinema, but how many of us, when we watch a TV show, have watched the whole TV show without touching the remote? Uh, we just need to check the other channel. Uh, it like, it's like our fingers need to be stimulated. Our, the thumb needs to be stimulated by that remote. We, because we, in, our, in, our, in our culture, we find it very difficult to be focused. I'm telling you, the kids of, my, of this day, they will find it a nightmare to grow up in my age. There was only one channel there was nothing to flick onto. <laughs> Unless you want to see a snowstorm. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, you have, you, you have uh, in Denmark we have Den, De, Danish radio broadcasting and when snowstorm meaning there's no channel and, but, but today it's like we, we, we find it very difficult to focus all of us mm. we, 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 uh, but the Bible says here is that uh, Jesus says that it's like a wise man and he likes him someone who builds a house yeah. 
build, build, build. Do you know, if you want to build, as I said, a reputation, if you want to, what, what do we call it? Body building. You go to a gym and say, I want to look like him by afternoon. Just put me through whatever you have for me. I can do it, but I want to look like him before I go home. I'm telling you, it's not working because that's a, that him, you see, is a result of many hours of pain. Maybe uh, and doping, I don't know, but, but, but you understand, it's like, it, that, is, that did not come overnight. Anything that you characterize as one of your gifts and one of your skills, I'm telling you, you didn't get that overnight. Anything that you will say, oh, this is a good trademark, or this is a good trait of my personality, you didn't get that overnight. You, you got that because you consistently worked on it. And, and that's the same thing with, 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 with our spiritual life. We have to understand in Ephesians 6.13, it talks about, this is where it talks about the, the, the armor of the believer, but, but before that it says that when the evil day comes, do you know that none of us go, goes through life without a challenge? I know that some evangelists will tell you, just come to Jesus, everything will be wonderful, everything will be fine, everything is sorted out. I know some evangelists talk like that, but that's not reality. Sometimes we're thinking, what's going on here? And, but the thing is that when you have built, no matter what is thrown at you, it cannot defeat you. Why? Because you have built something inside of you so that now you can say that he who is in me is stronger than he who is in the world. What is what is inside of you? Christ, the hope of glory. But if you are not built a relationship with Christ, which is not the last name of Jesus, do you understand? If you, when you get to heaven and you see a man, he hands you a business card. Who are you? I'm Jesus Christ. No, no Christ is what he is. The anointed one. Amen? So, so if we are not a build a relationship, he even when we say Jesus, we receive Jesus in our heart, he, and, he, and, and I believe that, but if we do not spend time building a relationship with that person, no matter how powerful he is, I won't know. Is it, so in peacetime, when you're doing well, it's about building the Word of God inside of you and you're building that, that, that foundation inside of you. So when the pressure comes from the outside, you're bigger on the inside. Amen? If, if you always, and, and, but, but that's where we, we very often, we, we only start doing that when the pressure comes. And then we don't understand why can I not withstand the pressure? Because yeah, but because I have Jesus in me. Yeah, but if you but your the strength of Jesus in your life is built upon your relationship with Him. You know, like you and I, we can have we can know the same person, and if you spend twice as much time with that person than I do, your relationship with that person will most likely be stronger than my relationship. So therefore, in times of need, you, will, you can rely on that person more than I would. Because, not because of the person, but simply because I have not built that relationship. Amen? And so, so he said, build his house upon a rock. Now, you, you know what the rock is? It's Jesus of the revelation of Christ. So, he, so Jesus says that if you hear 
and do what Jesus says. Not what the world thinks what Jesus says. Not what the theologians think what Jesus says. Not what your culture thinks what Jesus says. But when you just go to the word of God and say, I believe what I'm reading. And I, even if it's contradictive to, to cultural wisdom. Even if it's contradictive to what I think is right. But I hear and do. Jesus, Jesus says, you are a master builder. What do you build? A house. What is a house? It's a home, a refuge, a safe, safe place, and not not. And it's built upon the rock, Amen. upon the rock. And what do you know? What Jesus said about the rock? He said, "The gates of hell shall not prevail against it." Can you remember when he said that to Peter? You know, it's that revelation, not not the Pope. Okay, <laughs> the Pope is not the rock. And, and the walk is not this Hollywood act too. You, you know the walk? <laughs> he, he's not the walk, okay? It, it, it's Jesus, the revelation of Jesus. But the thing is, he says, it, it's interesting here. It all happens in what we call peacetime or good times. That's where we have to build. That's where like the, 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 the children, they have to learn about tithing when we are children. Why? Because we have no financial obligations. It's easy, you know, it was harder for you and I to learn about tithing because we have already come into a world where we have uh, financial obligation and then suddenly we have to learn the other thing. It, it, it's a tough job. It's like when, uh, I remember we had some friends, we had this big uh, trampoline outside in the garden and then there was a time where it would start very windy and we were trying to get it in. It's a bit late to get that trampoline in when it's windy. And, but we managed to get it in, but it was hard work. Imagine if they got it in, when they heard they would be windy. Then it would have been an easy job to do. The same thing with, 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 with the biblical truth, don't wait until the storm comes. Don't waste peace time. Yes. That is the time you should use for establishing the biblical truth in your heart. When you're feeling great, when... Build, build the word of God in. Build the word of God in. I, I many, many years ago, um, there was a cycle writer called Bernardino, and he was always known for very, being good at time trial too. You know, time trial is when you you a certain distance against the clock. And um, so they always asked him about what is your secret. So he said one of the things that I do. That was after he retired. He said that when when it goes uphill. I just keep my normal pace. And when it goes downhill, meaning when it goes downhill on a cycle, it's very nice. Mm. Have you noticed that? <laughs> when you say, oh, I'm really exercising, I'm going downhill. <laughs> it gives you the idea of exercising. But, you know, but he said, when I go downhill, I put full strength. Are you, but the normal way of thinking, what is the normal human way of thinking is, when it goes uphill, or oh, we struggle. We even stand up on our bike and tramp the pedal. And when we come up to the top and go downhill, we say, oh. And then we're just rolling down. <laughs> Do you understand? But 
He did it the other way around. But I believe that many of us as believers, we do the same. When we have a challenge, or we, need to, we, we have pain in our body, or we need to find the healing scriptures, and it's difficult, and it's hard work, and it's difficult to apply because my, my tooth hurts, my head hurts, my knees hurt, whatever may hurt. And when you say, oh, by his stars he's been healed, and he goes, it hurts. And, and it's difficult to build that truth in. Amen? But when, when everything is nice, we say, how are you? Oh, I'm just blessed. Oh, oh, yeah, Jesus, I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm so happy. Blessed. I'm blessed. Why well, payday was yesterday? So blessed. That's, you know, people read Philippians 4.19 the day before payday. <laughs> Not after payday. Oh, so shall my Lord supply all my needs. Oh, payday, well, how are we supposed to eat? Do you know? But payday comes, oh, we, 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 that's not the day you read Philippians. But it's very, on the good day, you, you build this truth for it. So Jesus said, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. House is your life. Yeah. And your life is built upon Jesus. Amen. Okay? And the rain descended, 25, that's like, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. Because it was built upon the rock. But it was, notice, it was not built in the storm. You cannot build a, a solid foundation in the storm. It, it, it's, that's not where it works. The work that is done would not be proper. And the rain descended, and, and it felt not, for it was founded upon the rock. For it was founded upon the rock. Like, as I say again, with healing, the sad thing about the healing, that you know, we know the word of God says that healing is available for whoever who calls upon the name of Jesus. Reality, what we're seeing in practical terms is not a lot of people gets it. Because of they thinking that it's by just like a flick of a finger. No, it's about that the healing truth is built inside of you. <clears throat> Do you know that there was a man called John G. Lake, uh, and he he was a missionary in Africa, and there was a, uh, there was an epidemic that broke out, and a lot of people died in that area, and. Uh, and when the health uh, people, they came to that place and they couldn't understand, why are you not infected? And then he t they took some saliva from one of the dead bodies, they just died, and put it in his hand. And looked at, his, looked at it under a microscope, and they saw that when the bacteria touched his hand, the bacteria died. Why? Because he's the temple of the Holy Spirit. But, but why did he have that? Because he had built the relationship inside of him. Yes. Do you know that relationship is not a gift, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's something you and I, we have to work upon. But it's me who decides how much do I want to be with him. Yes. It's not him who's coming and forcing upon us. So, so, so you see very often many people, they say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But they don't read the word, they don't build the foundation in their heart, and when they got ill, they don't understand why is God not healing me. No, it's not that why is God not healing you, it's about why did you not use the time to build the relationship. 
Do you understand? Don't wait for the day of illness. Now is the time to build. Amen? It's in the good time, in good seasons, that's when you build. It's, when you, it's not when you are in lack, you start sowing. No, it's when you are in plenty, that's where you sow. That's where you sow. No, I know there are times where you are in need and you sow with tears and weep with joy. But that's not the rule. Do you understand that? That's not the rule, that's the exceptions. And we don't build our life upon exceptions. And uh, so, so, he, so he likened him, uh, and in verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, now thinking about, both people hears the same thing. Both people hears the same thing. And do them not. And do them not. The thing is that, they hear the same thing. Like, how do we apply that? They can read the same Bible. I'm telling you, I met theologians, they know a lot about the Bible. But they gone completely wrong in the application of what the Bible is about. Do, do you understand? The, the Jewish people, and so there's many Jews, they read the Old Testament, but they have no clue what they're reading about. So it's not, so here he said, you know, there's two group of people and they hear the same thing. What is it talking about? It's talking about the church. It's talking about the church. It's talking about in the church that you can hear, everyone hears, but not everyone are doing. And it's the doing what we are hearing that makes the difference. Do you know that the devil is not scared of your knowledge? Do you understand that? The devil says something to do and says, I know. He's not scared of that. There's a, there a, a few uh, sons in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. They say, they're trying to cast out the devil. And they say, in the, in the name of Jesus, that Paul preached. Do you understand that? And they have the knowledge, but the devil is not afraid of our knowledge. If the healing scriptures is just knowledge, he's not scared of it. It has to be established inside of us, but it's not just knowledge, it's my life. Amen. Can you imagine that you are so, have such a strong relationship with Jesus, so when a bacteria hits your body, that dies. So when you'll see, imagine if you can make a cartoon, the bacteria start coming and they see you and they're breaking up. Because they don't want to touch you. I, I like the story that John Osteen, the late John Osteen, shared about when he saw these two demon, old, de, older young demons walking down the street to harass people on the home. And then the young one said, I don't know if we can have young ones, but anyway, he said, let's go in and harass this guy in here. And he's, the old one said, no, 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 no. This is where John Osteen lives. And last time we got a good beating, we went in there. I'm telling you, if you speak to people in, in, with the spiritual things, even here, you know, like those people who are really into the occult and things like that, they will not dare touch you. Yeah. Because they know that the anointing with Jesus Amen. is more powerful. It's only the Christians who have no clue about it. Mm. Do, you, do you understand that? You, uh, they, they, they will be, uh, they, uh, the, the demons, they are scared of you. Jesus Duplantis, he said, he said, 
this way. He said, well, when I wake up, all the demons are screaming. He's awake. <laughs> okay. He's awake now. <laughs> Let's get... Do you understand that? So, so building is also talks about another thing. It talks about work ethics. Do you, do you understand? As a believer, we cannot be lazy. Amen? You know, that when God created Adam and Eve, what was the first thing he did? He gave him a job. I'm glad I'm not Adam. That was a bit of a nightmare to get a garden, to be a gardener. Okay? But, but you know, but it, so building talks about effort. Building talks about work ethics. Building talks about I'm diligent and I'm, I, I know what I'm building. I know why I'm building. You know, I, I read this funny history thing about you know, the, the, the D-Day. You know, one of the things that uh, Adolf Hitler was known for was that he was very lazy. No. So, so he slipped right uh, into the, what, what do we call, late or early hours, late hours into the morning. And then on D-Day, when the Allied they, uh, came to Normandy, what, what, what they had, the Germans, they had a, a battalion, a company of t uh, tanks that were stationed behind the line. And the German tank company was known for being the most, uh, the, the, the best trained, the best. But the only, there was only one man who could release them. And that was Adolf Hitler. Because it was, Adolf Hitler had his own personal regiment. And when D-Day started, but because of Hitler was a lazy character, everyone was told, don't ever dare waking him up. So when the Allied attacked the beaches, and they had these tanks, but could, if these tanks, everyone knows that, that if these tanks had been deployed, D-Day would have been a disaster. But because no one dared waking up Hitler, no, they were told, don't wake him up, wait, wait until he's woken up. So he woke up so late in the morning that it was too late to deploy those tanks. That's what laziness does. Do you know that many of us, uh, so, so that's why that with diligent, there's always a reward in hard labor. Now, hard labor, don't, don't think about it. you're a bricklayer where you're sweating. No, it's not hard labor when you know who you, why you are laboring. That's why it talks about a house. Why? Because we're not just doing it for something. No, the house talks about there is a design, there is a purpose for what we are doing. We are building a life. No, we are not just building our life. We are also we are building the life of a generation afterwards. Amen. So that's why it talks about you're building a house, not just your building, because building could be anything. No, everything we do, we do with a purpose. You don't just study because, oh, I had to study. No, you study with a purpose. Amen. Amen? If, if you don't know where you're going to go, you, you will never know if you have arrived. See what I Where are you? I'm just, uh, I'm just walking around. Where are you want to? I don't know, just walking around. No, no, we, 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 we have a purpose so that every effort we do, everything we do is not wasted. We do it with a purpose. Amen. The Bible talks about that if uh, it's a single-minded person who receives. 
We, meaning, we know what we are doing. Yeah. We know why we are applying the word of God. We know that we are not just uh, doing it out of duty. No, we are doing it because we have seen Jesus. We have seen we are building, building our house, our life. And, and that's why we, we do all the things. Yeah. Amen? There, there is a purpose. That you, the Apostle Paul, he says, I'm like a boxer. You know, he, he don't just punch in the air. He knows who where to punch. And we're not doing shadow boxing. Do you know shadow boxing can be just as tiring? Have you ever tried the Wii? The boxing on the Wii? Either you, you can actually get tired afterwards. But you, you accomplish nothing. Mm-hmm. Apart from beating the, the whatever midget, uh, what do you call it? But unless you give them names after your boss, you can, you know, you can, you can name them. <laughs> you, can, you can name my maths teacher. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? I think maybe I should invent a game like that. <laughs> I mean, no, anyway. So, so everyone who hears me saying of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Which built the house upon the sand. Now, it's not that the foolish man is not doing it sometimes. I think where the key here is that it's like, uh, it's like consistent building and inconsistent building. Because of, uh, I don't believe that anyone will say, you know, I will never do what the Bible does. But, but the thing is, we're doing it every once in a while when, when it's convenient. Or when it's fitting me, or when it fits my schedule, or when I feel like it. Because in our world, in our culture, it's like everything is allowed as long as I feel like it. Yeah. Or... As long as I'm in love. Why did you do this? I'm in love. Why did you drop your studies and did this? Because I'm in love. No, that's stupid. You know, I know of a very, very... Uh, she, was a, uh, she probably still is, but she, she was very, very bright as a young. And uh, she was supposed to uh, study medicine. Though in Denmark, it's very difficult to study medicine because we have very few universities. So... So you need you can only have top grades because of the spaces, and when she fell in love, and when she married this man, and she never got into any studies, and big heartache for her mom. But the thing is that just because you feel like it doesn't mean that you should do it. Just because you are in love, it, 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 like that's not a license to that I can't help myself. No. Don't live your life like that. Have a purpose. Purpose. I'm telling you, anyone who has achieved anything in life, they know exactly why we're doing what we're doing and why we're doing it. They they, they don't waste time. Do you understand? An athlete knows exactly why they eat this and why they don't eat that. They know exactly why they do this. Not they don't do it because maybe it works. No, they no. But here he says, but uh, he's likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Now you heard me say this before that sand and the rock in good times look the same. When there's no rain, meaning hard times, it looks the same. You know, if you go uh, in what is it, in Dubai. 
all the things we're built there is basically built upon sand. There's no firm foundation. And as long as there's no uh, tsunami or uh, the, the water rises, it looks great. Some of the buildings are amazing to look at, but the foundation is sand. Do you understand? Man? And the same thing with, with many believers that we say, like, oh, yeah, oh, they look so blessed. Oh, they, they look so happy all the time, I'm telling you. But you don't know the foundation. They don't know the foundation because of, it, it looks great now. But what is the foundation if your prosperity is built upon that I compromise and do all the things that I, I know that God told me about finance. If your prosperity is built upon that, it's sand. Yeah. It's sand. Oh, but, but they have this and they have that. No, but it's sand. And it looks good now, but it's sand. Yeah. We, we, we're talking about that we are enter, entering the end time. We're talking about that, if you read about the end time, about the, the number of the beast, about that uh, there's one time where you cannot, you cannot uh, buy or sell without the, number, uh, the mark of the beast, which is either on your forehead or in your hand. Do you, do you know, that is possible today. I think it's in Sweden. Yeah, I think it's in Stockholm. Now, with public transport, you can get a chip in your hand you know, the, the people have, have a chip in their hand and they can, so they just go through and they get charged from that. That's, now, as I told you before, I believe the next step will be they can make, they make a tattoo. <coughs> and when that tattoo, you know, they, they can even make it invisible, so to speak, so no one can see it. But that's how you're going to trade. Now, the, the, the Bible says don't take that mark upon you. So how are we going to survive? By trusting in the provision of God. Do you, do you understand that? But, but we didn't learn to trust his provision. That we learned it now. Amen? We learned now that he's the Lord who provides. In the good times. We don't, it, it's better to learn in, in these days. You don't want to learn to swim when someone throws you into the water. Into the sea. Okay? You don't want that. You want to learn to swim in peaceful environment. When you can have your rubber duck with you. Okay. Amen. So, but, so, so it says here, it's on sand. And the way what sand is, is really a compromised rock. So, so the one who builds upon the sand is the one who builds upon compromises. Do you understand that? The one who, what, what do I mean by compromise? It's like, what I mean by compromise is that, uh, compromise is that you don't give yourself fully. Yeah. Do, do you understand? That, yeah, I give here, uh, but next month I don't. Now I give, now I don't. Now, it, it's like, yeah, I like that part of the Bible. But I don't like that part of the Bible. So I will follow the part that I like, but I don't follow the part that I don't like. Like, we, many of us, we, we've been grown up to have this kind of what we can call a buffet Christianity. It's like we, the Bible is a big table, and we only choose what we like. Yeah. But with the Bible is what we need, the whole thing. Amen. 
Do you understand that? We need Psalm 119 says it's the sum of the word of God that is the truth. Because the devil, he, 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 he attacks you and I by taking scriptures out of context. He quoted scriptures to the devil. No, sorry, to Jesus. The devil quoted scriptures to Jesus. But Jesus, he said, it is also written. So what did Jesus do? He took, put it into a context. You know, we can take a Bible verse and if we apply it in a wrong setting, it becomes a disaster. Like we, I told you we have this thing, we use, I don't know if they do have it anymore in Denmark, but in Denmark we used to have this, every Christian home you went into, we have this bowl. And when there was these small white pieces of paper with scriptures in, and they were called manna, manna corn or something in Danish, manna. So like if you needed a word from God, you closed your eyes, put your sausages into the bowl, took up a white piece, and when it said a scripture, and when you read the scripture, oh, thank you, Jesus. God doesn't speak like that. Do you understand that? Can you imagine you take a scripture? Oh, Judas went and hung himself. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, next scripture. And go and do likewise. Oh. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. Do you understand that? <laughs> You know, it must be terrible to live like that. But compromises, but I do a little bit, but I don't do everything. And I'm telling you, Jesus says, you know, we know from the Old Testament that God is a jealous God. Now, you have to understand, we have to understand what does that mean. That means that God is looking for hearts that are fully for Him. Not 90%, not 99.9%, but 100%. Can you imagine uh, in a marriage, they say, oh, I will be faithful 364 days a year. But one day I want for myself. That's not too much to ask for. That's not even a percentage that I keep for myself. You should be grateful 364 days. But I just want one day. If you have any kind of wisdom, you'll say, I better marry someone else. Amen? Amen. And, that, and that's what it talks about when God says, I'm a jealous God. He talks about that I will not share you with anything or anyone. Amen? I, I, I'm not going to share you with the world's philosophy. I'm not going to share you with the world's wisdom. No, I want you 100%. Amen. 100%. That's, that's, that's how you should understand that scripture. But many in our culture is because now there's come this thing about that, that, that love is equivalent to tolerance. So like the way we understand the word love is like God understands. I'm telling you, you go home and smash your mom's favorite uh, vase or something like that. No matter how much your mom loves you, she won't be very understanding. But if you smash the mother-in-law's vase, she will be very happy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know about that. But you understand that this thing is that it's, uh, it's 100%. But, but, we, we, but what, we, what we have uh, sneaked in is worldly wisdom. Do you know that most of the prosperity teaching that I hear uh, is just budgeting? You know, being wise with money and, you know, like, uh, 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 it's, 
uh, it's not, uh, this is just but you know, if, if you have a financial problem, start typing. <laughs> that works against everything. Yeah, exactly. If you have a need, give. You know, the same thing, if you're lonely, give yourself to someone else. But I'm lonely. No one wants to talk to me. When you start talking, no, no, when you start talking to me. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? It, it's, it's an opposite world in the kingdom of God. And so, so, so that's where we have to lean on his word and not onto our own understanding. Because if we think we can think ourselves out of the problem that, 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 we, that our thinking have got us into, we're actually really stupid. Think about that. It's my thinking who got me into the trouble. And when we think, I can think myself out of the trouble. Yeah. It, but not what we don't realize. It was my thinking who got, into, got me into the wrong place. So what happens, for example, with, with uh, financial uh, struggles? We, we cut down on everything. And when we live like, a, like a medieval prisoners on bread and water, <laughs> and, and thinking, oh, we tied the, uh, the belt and everything, and there is nothing, and everything is cut down, turn off electricity, lights, everything, no shoes, everything. We, now we're shopping in second-hand shops and... And, and so, and we're thinking that can get us out of a problem. No, it can't. Because now you're relying upon your discipline. And your discipline was, when your lack of discipline was what got you into the problem in the first place. So the only way you can get out is by the grace of God. Amen. Amen? So how do I get, get out? I plug myself into His grace. How? By listen and do what He says. But the thing is that it doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen. Okay. If you go, just, just like with Jim, if you want to have the six-pack, then trust the instructor. Keep pushing these weights. Even when you can't see anything, it's still, it's still not a six-pack. It's still a mountain. <laughs> it's, it's still a hill. And, but, you, but you don't trust the mountain. You trust the instructor. Say, keep pushing it. And don't check every minute. I actually, I actually got encouraged about that. Someone, I read an article that said, we all got a six-pack somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's hidden in here somewhere. So, so I, I noticed, I'm protecting mine. <laughs> I keep it under wraps. <laughs> do, you, do you understand this? And, but, but the compromise is what gets us in pain. You know, like, you see, anyone who have really breakthrough, I'm telling you, is their consistency. It's not in their, how much knowledge they have, but it's in their consistency in what they know they're doing. That, that's what, you can be the most uh, talented runner, but if you only run every once in a while, you feel like, oh, today it rains, I'm not going out for a run. Oh, today now the sun is out, it's too hot now, I'm not going out for a run. Oh, it's too dark now, <laughs> it's too bright now. I, I, oh, so you will never, ever be fit. Yeah. Do, do you understand this? And that's, that's what it talks about, that, that uh, the, 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 the sand, it becomes, yeah, it looks like the truth. I, I do a little bit of the truth, but I don't do the whole truth. And that's where, I, and that's where the, the deception is because we, it, it, there is no, no one differentiate anymore about what does it mean to be a Christian anymore. Yeah. Like when we were in Canada some years ago, I met this guy and he said, I'm a non-practicing Catholic. So I said, what? 
What is a non-practicing Catholic? How can you be a Catholic and not practicing? For me, that means you are not. But he had been so sophisticated in his head that now he's a non-practicing Catholic. It was like uh, he, he still wants the insurance of the Pope, you know. But he don't want to do what the Pope tells him. And, 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 and I believe that also in, in what we call, many people call themselves born again, is that many people have become non-practicing born again believers. And, and because of the culture of tolerance where God is love so he understands. No, tolerance is not love. Actually, most of the times where tolerance is expressed is actually because people, oh, I can't be bothered. Do you know what? It's easier just to say, okay, you go ahead. Instead of involving yourself in directing you in the right path. Because when you have to direct, it costs something of you to get involved. So it's easy to just say, uh, but, but tolerable, you know, like I know when I've seen people that when I corrected them, they look at me and say, but you're supposed to love me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm correcting. If I don't correct, that's because it's a small sign of I'm not bothered. Do, do, do you understand this thing? When God doesn't correct you, you are in danger. I'm in danger if he doesn't correct you. When he corrects me, it's not because he don't like me, it's because I belong to him. Do you know what? I don't go and correct the neighbor's kids. I don't go and correct Wyatt's mom's children. (laughs) Oh, now I can see the heat coming up. Who is he talking about? (laughs) Do you understand? But... Because, but so when God corrects you, do you understand? It's not a sign of that he's given up on you. It's a sign of that he's still there. Did you understand that? So, so compromise is that when we don't, we, we do a little bit, but not enough. <clears throat> we, we do it when we choose line. But that's not Christianity. I can't remember, it was one of these, I, 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 I can't remember if that was Jonathan Edwards, but when, he, when God started using him, one of the main things he had to do, because he was very similar to the times that we're living in now, that he had to redefine what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? Because today, many people say, I'm a Christian. And when you look, if you go down the street and say, are you a Christian? You say, yes. Mm. Oh, the, the, uh, people go to church and say, but what does it mean to be a Christian? For me, it's very simple. It's just like, what does it mean to be married? That I'm devoted to one person. Amen? And, and not fitting God into my life. But I have chosen to be a follower of Jesus. Not, not just in words, not just in, 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 in but, but also in deeds. But he is my number one. This is what I think is being a Christian. It's like, and then the next thing is, how do I see that I'm a Christian? That's, that you will see in the terms of my decision making. You, you can't be a Christian and still doing all the things that you did in the world. Do you understand that? You can't be a Christian gambler. 
What, 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 is your, what is your calling? I'm a Christian casino owner. I do it all for Jesus. Or I'm a Christian drug dealer. I want people to help them to get high. We all know what we should and shouldn't do as believers. But many of times, we, people who don't do them, they say, but God understands. Oh, it's my culture. Or oh, God understands I was hurt. Or oh, God understands me. No, 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 no. no like being a born again believer is for saying, I decided to follow one person. I decide to follow one person, and I decide to follow that person above my circumstances, above my lacks, above my fears, above my insecurities. His voice is above it all. Amen? Amen? That, that's what I believe is a Christian. And uh, so, and everyone that hears these sayings of mine and do, uh, do them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So, so if notice, it's the same word they hear, it's the same wind they are exposed to, but one survives and becomes stronger, the other one got destroyed. Do you know that I met many Christians, uh, uh, people who say that when there's illness in the family and, someone, and, and they believe for healing, and when the person dies, and then they don't want to follow Jesus anymore, the rest of the family. But do you know what? That's because they never met him. They have him as an idea in their head. They had him as a philosophy or a good life principle to live by. But they didn't have him in their hearts. Do you understand that? They didn't have him in their hearts. They had him in their heads. Because they're thinking, as long as I'm thinking about him, he's all, it's all right. No, it's as long as I do like him, I become like him. It's not that when I'm thinking of him, oh Jesus, blonde hair, blue eyes, with a well-trimmed beard, clean sandals. <laughs> have you seen that? You know, it's, the, it's that I do. Why do you know the way we became the, the way the word Christian was, came to us was because the early church way acted like Jesus, and when people didn't you know the, the word Christians was not a nice compliment. It was to, was to make fun. Oh, they behave like Christ, uh, Jesus Christ. So we call them Christians. It's like you know, the word Methodist, the Methodist church, that was not a word that John Wesley invented. That was something that the world invented because we made fun of him, because we were methodical in communion. So that's why we become called Methodist. So, they, so, and they were, so the way we became Christian was because the early church, they behaved like Jesus. Not talking like him, not uh, speaking like him, but behaving like him. Think about that. So, 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 the, so the difference is that what I really hear, what I really believe, that's what I will do. Amen? And when, when I have that heart, do you know what is wonderful? When we say yes to Jesus, God gives us His grace. Do you know that God will always ask you to do something impossible? And when we say yes, he comes and imparts to you. 
He will give you the ability. He will give you the strength. He will give you the wisdom. He will provide for what you need. Amen? But you first have to say yes before it's come. Why? Because you have to trust his word. And when we trust his word, it releases the other thing. The way we're trusting it is by acting on what he said. Amen? Amen. See that? Uh, like uh, David sent me a text you know, yesterday, he got the, the deed for the land. And I'm telling you that uh, when I had another word for him, uh, but I, he could tell you about that. that I think that, but, but the thing is that they, they didn't start out with that kind of money. They started out with a word and acting upon it, and then God releasing it. Amen? And that, that, that goes for all of us in our life. If God calls you to something that is possible, most likely it's not God. God will always ask you to do something impossible. Why? Because now you're relying on Him. Amen? Amen? Or I, I trust in God that I'm going to... Uh, God, uh, what, what is the Holy Spirit saying? Happy meal or chicken nuggets? Or what... Mm, the whole no, the whole spirit is not involved in that. The whole spirit is not bothered about that. If you if you don't know if you like nuggets or happy, you got a problem. Okay, so uh, Hebrews eleven four. It says that uh, no, this is by faith. Do you know what uh, is interesting about offering? The first murder in the Bible was because of an offering. When Cain killed Abel. Now you have to understand is that if you read the story about Cain and Abel, that they both offered to God. But only in Hebrews 11 says, but Abel did it by faith. Cain, he gave what he thought he should give. But offering, when, when we you know, like when we use, when there is a sacrifice, and we talk about priests, it's like we do not put the conditions in how to do it. That was what Cain did. Abel he followed because he said he did it by faith. So that means his offering was led by God. Cain's offerings was led by Cain. Like in the, hopefully, I don't see it too much now, but in the 80s or something like that, many things that were done in the name of Jesus was always like, oh, this is good enough for Jesus. Because of it. Uh, and, and it's like, we have to understand that when we're following Jesus, that means we're doing it the Jesus way. Not, not, not our culture way, but the Jesus way. Because that's, that's what he finds pleasure in. And when we do it like that's faith. And Hebrews 11.6 talks about without faith, we cannot please God. I'm telling you, without faith, you cannot please anyone. You go up to a person and say, I don't trust you. It's difficult to have a good relationship with someone you say, I don't trust you. You can't please someone that you don't have faith in. Yeah. And the same thing with, by, with, with Jesus. He says, in the word of God, says, without faith you cannot please him. But how do we show faith? Faith, as I said, the better word now is trust. Because trust acts. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? 
Faith in our culture and our world is just become a mental agreement, but trust, what you trust, you act. When you, when you go on an airplane, you trust the pilot. Or you want to be when the plane starts taking off and <laughs> have you ever uh, have you thought it's, it's a bit strange and when there's, there's turbulence and you hold on to the to the hand like if you can hold up the plane <laughs> the, the turbulence is coming oh yeah let me let me let me help the pilot holding on to the uh, <laughs> I mean and if you're a Christian too you don't just do it you call up I mean, you expect the pilot to come, come down to you and say, thank you, we couldn't have made it without you. <laughs> okay. No, faith acts. Okay, faith acts. And don't believe this thing about some people who say, but when it's time, it's time to go. No, no, don't believe it. Because imagine if you're on a plane and it's the pilot's time, <laughs> when we all go. <laughs> no, no, but don't, no, faith acts. Faith, you know, the chair you're sitting on, you trust the chair. That's why you're sitting on it. But imagine you said, I trust the chair, so why don't you sit on it? Yeah, I trust it. But I would rather stand up, but I trust it. Now, faith acts, trust acts. So, we tr- so when we, tr- we truly trust the word of God, we act upon the word of God. And when it's pleasing to God, Amen. Why? Why? When we act upon the word of God, we're saying to God, we trust you. <coughs> you. Do you know that's the highest form of worship? Do you understand? That's, that's the highest form of worship. That you declare to him that you trust him. Do you know what I found funny when you look about it? When we talk about tithing and things like that. <coughs> People trust, say they trust him with their life. Like going to heaven when they die. But they don't trust him with the 10p. I've thought about that. Oh, yeah, I trust Jesus with everything apart from my money. But you don't, and you, and you still trust him that you will go to heaven when you die. It's like the other uh, reverse world, okay? But it says, by, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Okay, Abel sacrificed, what he did was by faith. Okay, if you go to Mark eleven twenty two twenty four. It says here, and Jesus answering and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily, now understand, verily is not a disciple. Okay, for verily I say unto you, now, can you, do you know the disciples' names? Yeah, there's Peter, Mark, John, Luke, uh, or what, what are they called? And verily, because Jesus keeps talking to verily. For verily I say unto you, I think, I think we should name, next time I see a baby, I say, I think you should name him Verily. His name is in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus keep talking to Verily. Okay. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, 
and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Now, you, you know, it starts out saying, have faith in God. Do you know that that confidence you can only have by spending time with him? That confidence can only be gained that, by spending time with him. But when you have faith in him, meaning you spending time with him, you, you acting upon what he says in his word, now you have a foundation that whatsoever you say, you will have. Well, and in the saying, it's because you have the confidence. Why, how did you get the confidence? Because you spend time with him. Amen. The more you, have, you spend time with, with a person, the, the, greater, the, the more confidence you have in that person in terms of their ability. Yeah. Did you understand this thing? And so when you have done that, then you can say, then you can say, then you can say, because I met many people, they confessing and confessing and confessing and nothing happens. I know people, as I told you, I know a woman that she was in financial trouble 30 years ago. She's still in financial trouble today. And she had been confessing her face blue of confession. But every time she got a little bit of money in her hand, she always wasting it or something stupid. And that's just been a pattern for 30 years. And she never realized that money was never her problem. It was her heart. Do you know, money is not your problem. It's the heart. Uh, look at Africa. <coughs> you can you can send uh, Africa. It's not the lack of resources. It's not a lack of aid that keeps Africa poor. It's the lack of revelation. Yeah. Do, do you understand that? It's the lack of revelation. Mm. But do you know? But if you compare to Asia, even if you come to come, if you see here in, in, in the Western world, when, when we had the Vietnamese uh, boat refugees, many of them became very successful in business. Do you, do you understand? Because poverty has nothing to do with the outside, it's to do with who are you. Do you understand that? That's why the Bible talks about that. When we, when we talk about that one word from God can make a difference. Do you understand? No, that one word from God, everyone has received it, but depending on who receives it, will dictate what that one word will do. Yeah. Do you understand that? And, and if you know that, if you, if you spend time with him, you know that he says it, you will have a confidence in you, in you that what he says, he will also do. Yeah. Amen? <coughs> so, so, he says... For that, so he said, whatsoever you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast. Why? Because you know that when you know him, you know that when you say it, he will back you up. Mm. Remember the Roman, soldier, Roman officer, he said to Jesus, I'm a soldier myself, I'm under authority myself. When I say go, they go. When I say come, they come. What, 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 is, what was that he saw? He recognized with Jesus. He recognized with Jesus, but when he spoke, Something backed him up. Something, what backed him up? The whole of heaven. He recognized that as a soldier. He said, you are like me. You are under authority. What, 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 what is his authority? He was under the word. When you and I, when, that's what it means when we say, when we let the word of God be highest authority. 
That means we are under authority. And when we are under authority, we can do like Jesus, come and he comes, go and he goes. Did you, did you understand that? So, so, you say, so you can speak to the mountain and don't, now notice, it says speak to a mountain, don't listen to it. You speak to it, don't listen to it. Meaning, don't listen to the devil, you speak to the devil. Amen? Speak to the devil, don't listen to him. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. This is something that I realized, that what I desire and what I desire when I pray are very often two different things. What I desire and what I desire when I pray is very often two different things. When I stand in front of the ice cream, I desire an ice cream. When I stand in the presence of God, I don't even think of an ice cream. So, uh, it's something else. Okay? So, therefore I say unto you, that whatsoever thing you desire, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And you shall have them. The last thing is that, now... What, what, God, what, what the Holy Spirit does in you, you now you have to say, but the Holy Spirit, like this thing about this, many people talk about this, the, the law and so on, but the thing is that we're not here to create laws. The Word of God is not here to create a law. The Word, the word of God is here to create values. Amen. So He's not here to put a law in your heart. He's here to put values in your heart, which means when you have the value, you don't need the law. Did you understand that? If you have the value, you don't need, you're not under the law, you cannot steal if God had put a value in your heart. But you respect other people's possession. Did you understand? So the word of God is to put values in your heart. You don't need to tell a person who has the right values, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, because they have the values. Amen? It's like, like we, we are not going to change anything by Nothing is going to change if, for example, they said abortion is illegal by changing the law. If we think that will stop all abortions, that's very naive. Yeah. Do, do you understand that? The way abortion is going to be changed is that we change values. Then it doesn't matter what laws you're under. It's the values. This is what, the word of, this is what God does. He creates values. In you. Your values become different when you become a believer. You don't have the same values. You don't live for the same things. Uh, you know, you, the, you, the value system you live by is different from where you come from. We don't live by laws. And when people say, look at Christians from the outside and say, oh, so you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to, they, they think a bit about law. But we, uh, our vengeance says, no, no, I don't even think about it like that. Why? Because he gave me values. Yeah. So I don't even think like that anymore. Oh, you can't do this? No, I, I don't want to do this. Why? Because I have a value system. This is what the Word of God does. This is what you will find. With, so you don't need to say, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this. Like the Muslim, they can't eat this and they can't eat that. They don't know what they're missing. No bacon. <laughs> what? They must be... When, when, when they wake up one day, they have been living in this world without bacon. They don't know what they've been missing. Everything is better with bacon. Amen? No, you don't need to say amen to that. <laughs> it must be terrible. 
can, I, I, I pity the Muslim. We don't know. We don't know what bacon is. Okay. But so basically, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, and you can't do that, and you can't do this. No, the, the, the Bible actually says that everything is allowed, but not everything benefits you. Did you understand? Our system is not built upon laws. Our system is built upon values. Amen? I, I, as I said, this was a surprise for me when I came to Singapore. I, I expected there was a policeman on every street corner. At least two or three. Because of, you, know, you heard about everything is behaving, everything is in order, it's all safe and so on. So I expected to, I expected to be that 90% of the Singaporean workforce was policemen. And when I got there, what, to my surprise, there was no policeman. It, like, the only time I saw a policeman was uh, we were in this shopping center on the, this, hotel, this hotel. That's where I saw police the only time, but I didn't see any. Why? Because, so, so, what had, so why can we keep a society like that? It's because it's by values. The values are built in, you know, it like the value, you don't, because it's built into people, they don't just throw litter on the street because the values are built in. I didn't realize how dirty Britain was. <laughs> it was like when I landed in Heathrow. Oh, yeah. It was really, you know, yeah. I, when I left for Singapore, I didn't notice anything. When I came back, oh, I had to wipe the bench. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Like, but, but why could why could you know we could make a law in England and say we want it as clean as anything? It would never work because laws don't change anything until unless we have enough people to enforce it. You know, you can't have the whole police force to chasing everyone who who who, who drops litter on the street in England. But because we're building values. The same thing in the, in, the, in the kingdom of God is not laws, it's values. So like if you see someone who is not doing the word of God, they're doing their own thing, you see there's a lack of values. There's a lack of, there's a lack of Christ. But you're not going to change it by well, kind of jumping on them and say, you have to, you have to. Because, until, because if you do that, you got yourself a full-time job now. But it's the values that has to be built in. Yeah. And that's why the Bible talks about train up a child when they're young. Yeah. And when they grow old, they will not divert from it. Yeah. Do you know, read that text in context, do you know what the next verse is? So, the borrower are slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's where, like, everything, uh, you know, so when we can build values into people, yeah. when they see Jesus, they got a new value system. If they still have the old value system, they're not seeing Jesus. They've heard of him, but they've not seen him. They built the house on the sand. It looks like Jesus, but it's not Jesus. I've seen a lot of people who behave like good Christians, but they're living, they're dependent on willpower. And you know the pressure comes, and then I, I had a youth leader, and every every youth meeting we were hearing about, you have to marry a Christian. 
you have to marry a Christian. That's the only thing I can remember from these youth meetings. Oh, yeah, when I'm getting married, I'm going to have a Christian man and so on and so forth. And she ended up marrying an unbeliever and got divorced and having two children now and so on. Yeah. And she began, but what, what was she doing? She was living by willpower. She wasn't living by values. Did you understand? And that's what the, when, when you live by values, whatever storms come, it won't change you. Do you understand? Whatever storm, uh, it's like, I don't need, there's many things I don't need to talk about because I know the values are there already. Uh, you know, you never heard me teach a, a sermon about it's wrong for a Christian to steal. Five steps why it's wrong to steal. For I don't need to teach that. Don't look so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Is it wrong? <laughs> Do you understand? Because it's values. And that's where the society is destroying values. Because they say, you don't need to listen to your mom and dad. You don't need to, uh, you know, if it's, if it's good for you, it's okay. You know, it's like everything is relative. No, it's not. If you are a fool, you are a fool. Okay? And, and so, we, so, it's a, so the, the question, so, so we, we, we are not here to put laws upon people. We are here to bring the revelation of Christ and that will create not laws but values. So people don't have to, they want to. Yeah. Can you imagine? I said to a husband when we get married, now kiss the bride. Now, kiss, now I have to say, now you can kiss the bride. And he says, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that? Do, do, do I really have to do that? Uh, you go to church and you have to do this. No. I get to. I get to. That's the difference from law and values. Do you understand that? Can you imagine? When Kate's getting married. Jerry. <laughs> and now you can kiss the bride. And when Jerry says, No! <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, but, but, but this is the difference. Amen? So, so, so we are here to promote that. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. And we ask you to take this word. Uh, let it grow in our hearts. Let it produce a harvest for your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.